With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. There's a quote from a professional organizer, Sue DeRoos, in the introduction of the latest book written by my guest today that reads, quote, we all get organized eventually. We just might not be around for it, end quote. The author is no stranger to KFOR for a year. Janine Bryant of Changing Spaces SRS spoke to you on Sunday mornings, helping you through one of the toughest times of nearly everyone's life, downsizing yourself or going through belongings of a loved one who's passed on. Janine's new book, Keep the Memories, Not the Stuff, is a sequel to her first book, Ready to Right Size, and she joins me for a quick conversation on Lincoln Live. Good morning, Janine. Good morning, Dale. Hello. Good to see you again. We're Zooming. Janine and I are Zooming socially. Yes, it is. I can see you even through a Uh screen. It's nice Uh to see you. I've asked Janine to come back to KFOR not only because of her book, but because we're a few days from spring. And for many, Mm -hmm. that's a starter's pistol to (laughs) spring cleaning. So first to your book, Keep the Memories, Not the Stuff. How is it different uh, compared to your first book, Ready to Right Size? Yeah, well, my first book um, was really geared towards older adults who are really thinking about going through that process of moving from a larger home to a smaller one, specifically. Now, the second book, Keep the Memories, Not the Stuff, this book is really for anyone and everyone because it's all about keepsake clutter and memory clutter, that stuff that we hold on to because... It reminds us of another time or it reminds us of a loved one or quite frankly we hold on to it because we feel like we'd be too it, it, we feel too guilty to get rid of it we feel like we should hold on to it everyone struggles with that and so that's the the topic that i tackle in this new book and you start with inherited stuff and that's mm-hmm. an event that we have both personally gone through individually in our families uh, and I, I know that grief tends to one is to turn trinkets into treasures. Ooh, yeah. And that's a tough one to differentiate, isn't it, in the mind of someone who's grieving? You're so right, yeah. And and so that's one of the, the main avenues that I approach um, in this book is tackling that stuff that a loved one leaves behind after they die because absolutely those trinkets do turn into treasures in those first weeks and months after you lose a loved one. And, and I'm not here to tell anyone to get rid of those things right away Um, because I think in the beginning you know it can be comforting to be around your loved one's items but I also think that we have all either experienced or know someone who has fallen into the trap of keeping too much for too long and when you do that those trinkets are no longer treasures then suddenly they become a burden because you know I have worked with so many people who say my my basement is full of boxes from my mom's house that we had to clean out five years ago or my garage is full of my in-laws things or whatever so you know at first we want to keep everything because it, it helps us feel more connected to that loved one that we lost but 
my message throughout the book is to really identify the best stuff to use it or display it and then let go of the rest because there is a turning point there where that stuff becomes a burden and your loved one would not want that for you. They wouldn't want all of their stuff to be a burden onto you. And share a tip. You have so many of them, not only in this book, but in the other book, but share a tip on how to make that tough decision Mm -hmm. a little easier. Yeah, you know, one of the things I talk about is when um, someone is trying to decide, okay, well, what should I keep from my loved one? So let's say it's a parent who has passed away. One of the ways that I help our clients um, determine what they should keep and what they should let go of is to think about the items that are tied to a specific memory for you and that person. So if you baked a lot with your mother who has now passed away, keeping some of her kitchen items or her recipe books or, you know, uh, even tea towels that she had in her kitchen. Those are the things that you can use now in your own kitchen, interact with them on a daily or weekly basis, have that those good feelings, those good memories come up for you um, of the times when you were baking or cooking with your mom. That's a great type of item to keep. Now, let's say your mom also collected Precious Moments figurines, okay? Which one would be better to keep, okay? The kitchen stuff has those memories. The the Precious Moments figurines sat in a curio cabinet and no one ever talked about them, right? And so that's what I'm talking about, help, helping people to let go of the stuff that even, and even if it maybe was very a very special item to your loved one, but now they're passed away, if it's not special to you, you don't have to keep it. Right. So our keepsakes and our memories are our own and you the keepsakes that you keep should reflect your own memories and your own feelings. And it's okay to let go of something, even if it meant something to your loved one, if they're no longer here and if it doesn't mean anything to you, this book really it kind of my goal is to give you permission to let go of that stuff, permission to let go without the guilt. And Janine, to your point, chapter four in your new book, being proactive cooking items. In my case, it was recipes. I had my grandmother or my sister did, and then we all got copies, had my grandmother write down her recipe for beef and noodles and Mm. for cherry pie. And you wouldn't believe the amount of sugar, Janine. It was just awful. That's why it was so good. But it tastes so good. We have those recipes written down in her handwriting so be proactive go to your grandmother go to your mom i have the chair that my great-grandfather sat in when he was a member of the legislature for a short period of time because i asked my grandmother if that would be okay Mm -hmm. and it was Mm -hmm. with her so now i have it so be proactive Absolutely. And those keepsakes are important because there's a story attached to them Mm -hmm. and there's a memory attached to them. So, again, we go back to those precious moments that sit in the curio cabinet and are never touched. If there's no story and no memory attached with to them, they're not going to mean anything. So, you know, another tip that I tell people, I encourage people is to record those stories that are attached to those Mm -hmm. items. And we all have a video camera at the palm of our hands. Right. We've all got a smartphone. Most of us do anyway if you have a smartphone you have a built-in video camera um, and you can take a video of yourself or of a loved one talking about some of those items and that just helps preserve that meaning so much better than if there was no story recorded i just finished digitizing conversations that i had with my grandmother separately and my grandfather and grandmother together and digitize them and they will go out to my brothers and sisters so 
I can very much relate to that. I love that. Yeah. And when you, when you've digitized it, it's so much easier to share, Mm -hmm. right? You just email it. Yep. You clean it up. It was a cassette. Otherwise Mm -hmm. we'll have Mm -hmm. to explain that in another show what those are. Uh, Chapter nine. Sorry, your kids don't want your stuff. What? What? (laughs) Kids don't want my stuff. Boy, that's a re- that's a day that you'll remember when you get that uh, realization. <laughs> Look back from your kids. What are you giving me this stuff for? Yeah, <laughs> that that can be an awkward day. It can be awkward, but you know the message here that I get tell people is that stuff and memories and love are not the same thing. So just because your kids don't want your stuff, it doesn't mean they don't love you, and it doesn't mean they're not going to remember you when you're gone. And again, if you have lost a loved one and you choose not to keep very much, that doesn't mean that you're going to forget that person, right? It how the the volume of stuff that you choose to keep from your loved one is absolutely no reflection on how much you loved them, how much you will miss them, or how much you remember from them. Those those things are not we we equate them, but we should not. They are not the same thing. So yeah, my message is: your kids don't want your stuff, and that's okay, you know. And and really. They are probably going to want some stuff, but they're not going to want most of it. So just to prepare, just to prepare yourself for that and not get too attached to it. You know, your keepsakes are important to you. Let the kids choose what keepsakes are important to them. That's a good point. Very good point. Janine Bryant joining me from Changing Spaces SRS. Her new book is Keep the Memories, Not the Stuff. I mentioned another reason I wanted to get you in, Janine, is because of spring. Uh, Mm -hmm. Spring cleaning, it's uh, coming up on the calendar. Uh, I called it a starter pistol for many. Mm -hmm. It it is. Some people just wake up one morning and go, all right, it's time to clean. What are your tips for doing that? Yeah, you know, there's always a day in our house where I I come home and and it just feels right to open up all the windows of the house right and let that fresh breeze Mm -hmm. blow in and there is something about springtime that makes us just want to declutter and clean and you know you really can't deep clean if you've got too much junk sitting around so you really decluttering is kind of the first process and then you can start deep cleaning so if you have a lot of this memory clutter sitting around in your basement or your garage or your attic or even in the main living areas of your home to start going through some of those things and really set limits for yourself and be realistic about what's important and what's not. Anytime I have clients who have things that are sitting in boxes undisturbed and put quote away I really challenge them um, as to how important those things are. I tell you, we just got an email the other day. Um, I won't name any names, but from a woman whose mother had passed away a few years ago and all of her precious things, that was her words, all of her precious things were in a storage unit. And I thought to myself, nothing precious should ever be put in a storage unit. And if it's in a storage unit, it's probably not that precious, right? If it's, if items are precious, they shouldn't be put away and stored. They should be around you and surrounding you and used or displayed, like I always say. And so if you don't have uh, room to display something, or if you don't really love it enough to put it on display in your home, just let it go. And it's okay. You're not going to forget those memories that are attached to that item. And you're not going to forget the person. If it's really hard for you to do that, go ahead and take a picture of that item. Again, we've got our smartphone. It's easy to do to take a picture of that item before you let it go. 
and then let's help it bless someone else in our community. You know, it's such a good feeling to let your excess bless someone else. You can donate it to any of the charities in town. There are sites on Facebook that let you give stuff away for free. I do that all the time. I just um, set it on my front porch and I contact someone and they come by and they pick it up and I don't even have to involve the charities necessarily. It's a great way to let go of some of that excess stuff, give it, put it into the hands of someone else who can use it and then your load feels so much lighter. And it really does. It feels like a weight is lifted off your shoulders when you go through room by room and declutter some of that excess stuff that you no longer need, use, or want. Yeah, back to your comment about displaying those items. Every time I see my great-grandfather's chair, never knew him, never met him, saw pictures, but he was important to my grandfather, obviously, and I learned about him through my grandmother and grandfather. So every time I see that chair, it's displayed uh-huh. and I, I have good memories from it. So to see and display on a uh-huh. regular basis items from your loved ones, mm-hmm. it takes some decluttering, moving things around that mm-hmm. maybe have been there that you just put there because it's filling up space. Uh, and then to, to recall those memories every time you walk by it in the hallway, every time you mm-hmm. go into the den, every time you go into the bedroom, you see something. Yep. You go into the kitchen, you see some utensils that mom or grandma had. You're right, Janine. It, it makes so much sense to use them and to see them out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, your grand, your great-grandfather's chair, I mean, that will mean something to your son because he has seen that chair in your house. Mm-hmm. And so it won't be a foreign object to him. So someday when he's cleaning out your stuff, Dale, he's going to say, you know what, that chair was really important to my dad. It was important to my grandfather and it belonged to my great-grandfather. I mean, that's, that's how you pass down items um, that, you know, kind of become a legacy and become part of your family's history and your family's story. Yeah, the book is called Keep the Memories, Not the Stuff. I uh, so strongly believe in what Janine does. And it's not so much what she does, but it's how she does it, the way she goes about it. Uh, You honor people, Janine. You respect people and their precious items. To them are treasures, but in reality, there may be trinkets in the scheme mm-hmm. of things. So that's, uh, that's why I was honored when Janine asked me to, uh, to write a review of the book and to comment on it. So uh, I believe in what she's doing, and uh, you should check it out. Janine Bryant of Changing Spaces, SRS, a good place to start to learn about Janine, is uh, one or both of her books, Keep the Memories, Not the Stuff, or Ready to Write Size. Janine, good to see you again. Good to see you, Dale. Thank you so much. By the way, it's available on Amazon, both of them. I looked it up today. That's right. All right. Janine Bryan joining me on Lincoln Live.